Bernus Nel, wat saam met ons vandag is, tydwijse plek, wat vandag saam met ons is, remember that, eh? <laughs> oh, did they drum that in toast? Tate plek. But um, just to say there, we got a few things in common. Um, he, the one of them is we both love the gospel of Jesus and believe emphatically in the power of Jesus and the gospel to change people's lives. And number two, we love the Kruger National Park. And um, quite, it's just quite profound that and on a few different occasions, we've bumped into each other without knowing where we are. So um, once, so he came and ministered here quite a few years ago, and then he came once more, I think, in an evening meeting. But what happened is that we were in the bush somewhere, and there was modernness. So it was last year. Then, then we were at the Waffle Hut once in the Berg, and there was modernness. And then we were in the bush this year, and we don't talk about where we're going, in the Kruger, and there is modernness. And, and we laugh, but I go, wow, God. And it was those things that I go, hey, God, you're reminding me of this man. You're reminding me that there's something that he carries that I want to have released here. So on Friday night, we had a beautiful meeting with the young adults. Um, I don't know how many there were, but close to 40, I don't know. But he ministered to every single one of them personally afterwards. We left here after half past 10. Just praying for people, just time, because they were hungry to receive from God. And we saw two, um, two significant changes in a person's health. Um, the one lady, Sky, young lady, she was involved in a bad accident. And she didn't have any, after all the operations, I was in December, she had that terrible accident. After all the operations, she didn't have any feeling in these, these two fingers here. And um, he prayed for her, and then nothing happened. We, he prayed again, and then he said, once more, I'm going to pray for you. And he said, I'm just going to leave it with God. The next day she woke up, her mom messaged through the, yesterday. She's got feeling in her fingers, which she's never had since the, since the accident. So I hope you are anticipating and expectant for God to change lives this morning. Madness. He leads a church in Pochevström. Wow, thank you, Pastor Greg and Susan. Thank you for receiving me here in this house. Um, and and, and I, I can just say that... One thing that we have in common, like you said, is the Kruger Park, and we love, we love Jesus. But um, I think the, the heart for, for the church and for the body of Christ, and I'm here because I love Jesus, but I love people. And I want to bring something, a word to you to help you. I'm not here for me. <laughs> I don't even like my voice, to be honest. Um, but I do want to bring something and a word that I believe can build you up and, and, and do something in your life. So I'm excited. Is it okay if I put the water somewhere down here just close enough? Um, I'm just going to pray for us and just go right into it. All right. So we have another service coming, so we need to get going here. All right. So, Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your for your presence in this house. I just pray that as I speak, that you will just, my words will be filled with your power and your spirit. I pray that it will reach each person where it should. I thank you, Lord, that none, none of the words spoken in this house will fall to the ground. It will accomplish for that, that for which it was sent. The word will accom accomplish and do in the lives of people. 
uh, that what you want to accomplish, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. So, you know now I'm Afrikaans, so I'm going to go for it and now and then speak in tongues or Afrikaans. I'm not sure which, which would, would it be, but um, uh, let's, just, let's just go for it. Let's just turn our Bibles to 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5, verse 6. It says, are you there? <laughs> All right. I read out of the classic Amplified Bible, and is it a struggle to find that Bible nowadays? They don't print it anymore. I don't know. But so hopefully you can follow as I read. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you. Humble yourself under the, I've heard this verse many times. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you. But the next verse says, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once for all on Him. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Okay, so humble yourself under the hand of God. He will exalt you. But how do you humble yourself? You humble yourself by casting your care. Because in connection with that verse, is casting the whole of your care upon him. That is humility. That is you saying, I'm not, I'm not going to be the one that's my own savior, that's helping myself, and I'm not going to be the strong person. I'm going to humble myself by casting my cares. I'm going to cast my cares upon Jesus. And so then it says, okay, casting the whole of your care and then it says the devil roams around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. So the two verses is connected to the, to the middle verse. Okay, so how do you resist the devil? Same thing. Or how do you stop him from devouring you? How do you, how do, you do that? By casting your cares. So you humble yourself under God's hand by casting your cares. You're also resisting the devil by casting your cares. So this is maybe not, you know, this is just something that God showed me that I want to share with you, because there's a specific word this morning for this church and for myself and all of you, and this is the word, cast your cares. <laughs> God is saying, cast your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you watchfully. The only way you will not cast your cares upon him is if you think he's not caring enough or he's not caring for you. The only way you will carry those cares is if you do not believe that he is the one that cares for you watchfully and he looks after you and he loves you all right so let's go to psalms 55 it says more or less the same thing <laughs> so it's not going to be a, a difficult thing to remember i can tell you what i'm preaching <laughs> cast your care so so you when, when after church and they speak what did the pastor preach i must cast my care all right, so you already got the message. I'm just now going to elaborate. <laughs> Psalm 55. Thank you, Jesus. But you'll see the effect of this. Um, it says, cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. Uh, verse 22, sorry. Psalm 55, verse 22. 
cast your burden upon the Lord, releasing the weight of it, and He will sustain you. You will never allow the righteous to be moved. All right, so cast your burden. It says, release the weight of it. Release the weight of it. All right, now go to Matthew 6. You could have guessed. <laughs> Matthew chapter 6. I mean, there's a direct instruction from Jesus. Therefore, I tell you. I mean, that sounds very direct. <laughs> Therefore, <laughs> verse 25, I tell you, stop. Okay, just say stop. Stop, <laughs> stop being uneasy. Stop, uh, stop being uneasy, anxious, and worried about your life. What you shall eat, what you shall drink, or about your body, what you shall put on. Is not life greater than food and the body than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you, are you not worth much more? Okay, so on what basis is the Lord providing or on what basis will He care for you? Because you are worth, because of what you are worth. Now you and I know you are worth the following, the blood of the only Son of God, Jesus Christ. That was the price that was paid for you and that was the worth and that is the worth that you have. So he says, are you not worth much more than they? So what will he do? Care for you? Why? Because you are worth much more. Much more. Okay, so, and whom of you by worrying can add one unit of, of measure to the stature of the span of his life? Now, we've been talking about uh, living a long life. We've, we've talked about that program about how people live to be a hundred years and they have certain circumstances that, you know, are common denominators or whatever you call it. And these things, you know, cause people to live long. Yes, yes, the answer. <laughs> I came with the answer. <laughs> Whom of you by worrying can add, this is what the word says. Whom of you by worrying can add one unit of measure to the stature of his life? Okay, so be anxious for nothing. He says, oh, oh no, that's another verse. That's Philippians. Therefore, yeah, I, I just added one. <laughs> be anxious for nothing. Make your wants known to God. So, if I tell you, stop being uneasy about your life. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap, but your heavenly Father keeps feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? All right, so I listened to a message a few years ago. I always mention the preachers, but I'm also very careful to mention preachers because then people go and they just listen to everything. <laughs> so, so, I know, I, I assume... You, you, you hear the voice of the shepherd and receive the good out of, all, out of all people that are ministers of the gospel. But I've listened to Joseph Prince years back, and he shared this message of living the let-go life. And it really impacted my life. 
So I just want to say a lot of what I'm sharing is some of those things that I've heard and it really impacted me, but I feel so strong about it that I do need to share it here this morning, that you'll be able to, to let go <laughs> and that you'll be able to experience this type of life. Now, when we talk about God's grace, there's two things that comes to my mind, two things. God's grace is what was provided freely through Christ, was provided by the grace of God. So if I speak of His grace, I many times refer to what He has done for me. So I speak of what grace did for me. But faith receives what grace provided. I just want to say this. Grace and faith always goes together. If you don't have faith, it's not true grace. And if you don't have grace with your faith, it's not true faith. So that's a good point there. <laughs> All right. So, so faith receives what grace freely provided. So by grace, we have a full inheritance. And the inheritance was given through Christ. We are joint heirs with Christ. Hebrews chapter 1 says he's the heir of God. And he's the heir of all things. Who's the heir? Jesus. Who are we? Joint heirs with Christ. Are you following? Joint heirs. Joint heirs with Christ Jesus. All right. So he's the heir of all things. We are joint heirs with Christ. So I want to say this, that God provided everything that you'll ever need more than 2,000 years ago. What you pray for today was provided 2,000 years ago. He already said yes in Christ for what you pray for. Because he taught us that we need to believe that it is granted and then we will have it. The only way you can pray that way is if you look back to the cross and what Christ already did for us through his finished work and what he accomplished for us. It's the only way that you can pray today and know that your prayers are answered. Because he said, pray this way. Don't pray and see if it's granted. He says, pray, believe that it is granted, and you will have it. Mark 11. So pray and believe that it is granted, and you will have it. How can you believe that it is granted? You need to hear that it has been granted through his death and resurrection and the inheritance that was left. Okay. So the gospel is, part of the gospel is revealing to you what Christ already did for you. And you receive as you hear and believe that it is done. No person in this house will get healed today because they got healed today. They will get healed today, definitely. But because they were healed, they were healed 2,000 years ago. By his stripes, we are so Jesus paid for the healing of your physical body, for instance. Not just that. It's just a small part, but it's a, it's a part. <laughs> he did die for your body. So you get healed today because he healed you 2,000 years ago. He provides for you today because he provided for you 2,000 years ago, more than 2,000 years ago. You receive from him today because he included it in your inheritance when he, le when he died. Okay. I hope you got that part of grace. Faith now receives the, what grace 
provide, provide debt. So the, 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 the focus, it's like chess. The next move is your move. God moved. <laughs> God moved. It's your move. What's your move now? To put yourself in a position to receive what he provided. And it's the final move. <laughs> it's up to us now to receive what he provided through Christ. God is not holding anything. I'm, I'm stressing a point, but at least I have another service. <laughs> so, so, so I'm thinking I'm running out of time, but there's another service coming. So, <laughs> so I hope I'm not creating a problem that all these people remain here. <laughs> all right. So, through Christ, he, he provided everything, and that part of grace is, is, is what we talk about many times. The inheritance was given. So let me move on. But there's another part of grace that if we speak of it, we need to understand what grace really is. So I'll just read a scripture in, in, in Acts 1, and it speaks of the Holy Spirit. Okay. You, you receive by faith what grace provided, but you also receive grace by faith. And now what grace do you receive by faith? Marnes, Okay, no, don't worry. It's simple. Easy. Acts 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. you you'll receive power. Now that is the Holy Spirit, but the Holy Spirit supplies grace. And you know what grace is? It's God's ability. It's God's ability. It's God's help. If you look at Hebrews, is it Hebrews 4 that it says, come boldly to the throne of grace and receive mercy for your failures and grace to help to help. Well timed help, coming when you need it. So the need for grace arise, but the grace was already supplied. So God through Christ supplied all of his grace once for all. And it's pouring and it's there for us to receive and it's freely available. What grace, his ability. Now, when David slew Goliath, it was grace that did it. There was grace upon him to use that sling and stone and to kill the giant. It was God's ability. That was a natural ability, I mean. You all know it was, his, it was God's ability. So the Spirit of God supplies grace, and grace really is God's ability. I don't have so much time to explain that to, today, but we can go through many scriptures, and you'll see that grace is not just referring to what was provided in Christ. It's also re referring to God's uh, empowerment and ability. Okay, so the Holy Spirit supplies grace. Now, if you have God's ability, do you have any problems? <laughs> like, like, I mean, 
if you have limitless ability, God's ability, God's help, ready every time and working in your life. I mean, the world we live in creates problems. I know that. I know we go through a lot of trials and all of that. But there's ability in us. There's power in us to meet all of those things. There, there's grace. <laughs> and that grace is received through faith. All right? That type of grace that I'm referring to, which is grace, God's ability. All right, so Moses opened the Red Sea. The blind saw by grace. Jesus put his hand or he spat on the ground, whatever he did. That was the grace of God operating. It was God's ability upon Jesus, which he was the son of God. So it was what you, all the miracles is because of God's ability. Therefore, when true grace is preached, miracles will start to manifest increasingly. Therefore, we always have that desire for the supernatural miracles of God because of the grace of God operating. All right? And that, that's why Paul said in Galatians 3, he said, You stupid, senseless, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? He says, unto before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was openly portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit as a result of obeying the law and doing its works? Or was it because you, of the message that you heard, because you heard the message and believed it? Did you suffer so many things all in vain? Then it continues. And then it says, he who works powerfully and miraculously among you. Is he doing it because you are obeying the law or because of the message that you heard? And because of the message that you believe? You can check it out. It's in Galatians 3 verse 1. Galatians 2 verse 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. It's not I that live. It is Christ that lives in me. So it's Christ's ability. I've been crucified. It's Christ's ability that lives in me. It's Christ that lives in me. But you Galatians, hey, who bewitched you? Who cast a spell over your eyes? Unto whom before your eyes Jesus Christ was portrayed as crucified. So because Christ was portrayed as crucified, because Jesus Christ was openly preached, he said to them, now you want to reach perfection by dependence on your flesh. I think I should quickly read it. <laughs> I mean, but I did quote it now. <laughs> okay, so you'll see I quote a lot of, of the verses in the Amplified because I read it there. You poor, silly, thoughtless, unreflecting Galatians. Shame. <laughs> Who has bewitched you? Who cast a spell over your eyes? Jesus Christ was openly and graphically set forth and portrayed as crucified. Let me ask you this question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit as a result of obeying the law and doing its works? Or, not and, or. Or was it by hearing the message of the gospel? Are you so foolish, senseless, silly? Stop it, Paul. No, <laughs> no, he, he kept going. Are you so foolish, senseless, and silly? Having begun with the Holy Spirit, are you now reaching perfection by dependence on the flesh? All right, so what does grace do? The main purpose of grace 
is to take you from a normal human being and transform you into the very image of Christ Jesus. That is the purpose of grace. And if you, you try to reach that type of perfection by dependence on the flesh, Paul, not me, by the Spirit of God, Paul wrote, and he said, I don't know if it was Paul himself or what was it, but he said, stupid, senseless, foolish. Okay? He calls, he calls them a little bit foolish. All right? Because they are trying to do what only God can do. Are you getting this? So grace takes a normal person and changes him into the image of God. But it needs to be received. And it's received by faith. <laughs> so... Whenever we receive by faith the abundance of God's grace, we will see total transformation in our lives and we will see all of God's ability and that will be a wonderful life where others will see Jesus in us and we will shine our lights because the light is shining. We're not trying to make it shine. This light was built to shine. You just need to switch it on. It works. But this light is not trying to shine and doesn't have the ability to shine without the electricity. And that is the ability of God flowing through each and every Christian. If we become Christians filled with God's grace, we're going to change our communities. And I'm excited about it. We haven't even scratched the surface. We're just starting. Imagine there's still an ocean left of God's grace and you have a bucket. That bucket, enjoy, embrace, love, but understand the ocean is waiting. The ocean is waiting of God's grace. All right, so God's grace is God's ability. So what does it have to do with don't be anxious and don't be worried? So what happens is the grace is flowing, but you are squeezing the pipe. Literally, through worry, cares, and anxieties. And so, you just think about it. That's what Joseph Prince said those years back when I listened to that message. He said, he said grace flows in the worry-free areas of life. He said, God revealed it to him. He said, grace flows in the area where there is no worries. Think about it. Some things are just so blessed in your life, and it's as if God just flows in that area, or the grace just flows, and then the areas that you are concerned about, it's as if you are just saying, I would just appreciate a little drop, <laughs> just something, Lord. Give me, I'm desperate here. Lord, are you not seeing my need? He says, yes, I'm taking care of the five others that you're not concerned about. And I want you to, I want to take care of this one as well, but you're not casting this care. You are holding on to this care. And as you're holding on to this care, the grace in that area is not flowing. That grace in that specific area is not flowing. We pray for the sick and we pray for people that we don't know. And I just pray and, and see, ah, oh, miracles happen. Start praying for your family. Suddenly, huh? It's not working. It's not God that changed. It's your mindset. 
It's your concern with that situation. And you can not just stop worrying. You need to cast it upon Jesus and understand that he cares for your family members. He cares for you. He cares for my children. My children was the biggest area of concern. When I had that first baby, and it's funny enough, uh, I think he shared the same story, that preacher that I listened to. I had that, that first baby when I had him in my arms, born early, five weeks. I have this little baby, concern. <laughs> like I, I, I pray that God will change it, but these gray hairs, that comes from that baby. I mean, <laughs> I mean, suddenly I was the man of faith, praying deaf ears here, blind people see, miracles. But if that baby just sneezes, is he all right? Is he fine? We went to the doctor. We took the nappy to that doctor and say, is this normal? <laughs> that doctor, I can see him just smiling. He says, yo, parents, first time parents. I mean, I was very concerned because uh, my wife was breastfeeding. And so the, the, the nappy looks a little... And it's normal. I thought there are serious problems. A stomach bug or something. We need to get it out now. Forget about praying, Marnus. I mean, praying for the sick suddenly is just out of the door. Let's rush to the doctor now. I mean, and the concerns. That baby just, I remember my, my son had a, had a shoulder that sounded like it's broken. But it's, um, what is it in English? Krogbian in Afrikaans. Um, cartilage. Just. Yes, that's the word. So it sounded like, this, thing, this boy is broken. The arm is broken. So I'm worried. Emergency tongues. All right. So I'm worried about this boy. And um, he... he he was perfectly fine. He's a swimmer, a very good swimmer. With that shoulder, he bowls, plays cricket. All for no reason, being concerned, all right? Okay, so, so I know what it feels like. But I've chosen to let go of the pipe and to let grace flows, flow also in the area of my kids. And I'm still learning. Because I sometimes grab the pipe again. But I want you to let your family members go, your children. Give them into the hands of God. I want to just finish off with this. Uh, I want to just read this again. Um, let's just go to First Peter again. Humble yourself under the hand of God. I just want to read it, that it's fresh in your heart. Because when you care, you're not believing. Tr trust me, your eyes are not on Him. And I said, faith comes by hearing. So what do you do about it? Hear the word. Till faith arises in your heart. Until it manifests. <laughs> what do you do? Keep on hearing. But you can cast the care and then start listening to the word and faith will come and grace will flow again. And the pipes of constant flow of God's supply, which I'll read out of Zechariah 4, that constant supply of God's grace 
can now reach your life again. This can save your life. You are squeezing the pipes of grace so close. If you are worried every day, there's no grace. Like the grace are there, but you experience almost nothing. And yes, life is really tough that way. It's, a, it's, a, it's an uphill battle. It's tough. But if you are able to let go, you're going to experience a bigger force, power, not force, but power. God, the person lifting you up. The Spirit of the Lord gives you power, ability, efficiency, and might. 1 Peter 5. Humble yourself by casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once for all on Him. For He cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. This is the word of the Lord to this church this morning, that we are able to let go of the concerns. Turn to Jesus and grow in trust by hearing the word constantly, and the grace will flow. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. Things will happen in one day that you've been trusting for for 10 years. Even praying long prayers, which is not, you can still pray the prayers. Still pray the prayers, but you'll see different results. Because of faith. So you've been praying for 10 years for something. If you let that care go this morning, you'll see God coming through. You'll see the hand of the Lord. You'll see grace. And grace, I'm telling you, we, we don't even need to, to, to um, interfere. God, God is big enough. I mean, God is powerful. He can do, He can handle it. He can handle our lives. He can, he can do it. If you're willing to let go of the care, cast the whole of your care. Why? For what reason? Because He cares for you. I just want to say, I saw the same vision. I saw myself sitting on a table. And when you said the, the knocking on the door and sitting on the table, I got goosebumps all through my body because he's inviting us to sit on the table and you know what's on the table the words man shall not live by bread alone but every word that comes out of God's mouth the words of Jesus is what's on the table that's the food yep so go and sit he invites you to sit on his table and feast in the presence of your enemies he prepares a table for you and on that table is words of life and as you eat the words of life, the enemy just dies or something. <laughs> they just disappear. <laughs> Come on, you'll be amazed. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for your grace. Yes, let's clap for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We are a powerful people. <laughs> we have God's ability, and here we are, running the treadmill of life. Going nowhere, working out. <laughs> oh, grace. Grace is amazing. It's still amazing. Your grace still amazes me, Lord. Your love is a mystery. Sure, each day I fall on my knees because your grace still amazes me. Father, I pray for the church today, everyone in this house, even though maybe we're not going to be able to pray for each, each person individually, but we do pray that every person 
will receive more grace. Just lay your hand on the person next to you. Just put your hand on your neighbor and see that flow of grace, that river. Imagine water flowing. It's the river of life. Father, thank you that grace is imparted to this church and that more grace, like Paul says, may grace multiply in your life. In experience, may you receive more of it. May you experience more of His grace. The ability of God upon every person in this house. And grace to meet every need. And that's what it means when it's, He says, my grace is sufficient. It's going to meet the need full on. And it's going it's to do and heal and restore. It's going to do what it was sent for. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, yes. So I'll be, I think for today, hey, how are you? Just stand, just stand, man. Sure, the Lord is doing a great work in your life. I, I was in a church one day and the guy stood before and he said, one day you'll be in the ministry, I thought, This poor guy, he thinks he's prophesying, but he doesn't know. What he, <laughs> all right. But God is doing a great work in your life. And I want you to know that it's all in dependence to him that you're going to see God's ability flow through you. And you're going to reach many people. Not one foot in the world, one in Christ. Go for Christ. Go for Christ. But you, listen, the, 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 you've, you've turned your back to the past life. But God is saying, go fully for the Chrysler. Don't try and find past stuff and it's coming and it's, <laughs> it's trying to get you back to, to old. Don't fight. Just live in Christ. Receive grace, receive mercy and get up. Receive grace, receive mercy and get up. Until grace does a full work in your life. Yeah, so it's not up to you to be this man of God. But God says, you are a man of God. You are a son of God. You are my child and my identity I've placed in you. You can do it. You can change the world. I see, I see, I see no limits to what God can do. You have an unlimited God. Take off the limits. Amen. God bless you. It's just an encouraging word, but it's from God. It's not just, 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 uh, just words. It's not just words. And it's power when I release it over you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The, the couple there, the two of you, are you trusting for healing for someone? Like healing. Is there someone that needs healing in your, your family? I'm just asking. Okay. Do, do you want to speak about it or is it more like personal? I don't know. For yourselves, for yourselves, okay. All right. So, 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 so it's not a, someone that you're trusting for healing for. It's something in your own life. Or, am I getting you right? Sorry, I have to put you on the spot. Eh? Don't worry. I just want to help. That's my my motive. It's particular, just in your in your own life. Okay. Then I'll just pray for you, Father. Thank you. As I pray for this couple, you can stand also. Yes. I'll just put my hands on you. Father, thank you. Whatever they trust you for, let healing and grace flow freely in their lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 
Let healing and grace flow freely. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Do you know anyone by the name of John? John? No. All right. Thank you. Thank you. John is a very common name, but um, I still felt to ask. Thank you, Jesus. What I'll do, for time's sake, I'm going to be here. I'm going to say, God bless you. There's another service coming. And feel free to go. Feel free to come. And I'll pray for you. And then we just have time. I'll go fast. <laughs> I'll go, not like the, the youth. <laughs> I'll go fast. <laughs> and, and God answers. I say, Lord, help them. Amen. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> I, I mean, think about it. God answers prayers. Fast, slow prayers, long prayers. <laughs> God is with us. Amen. Awesome. Give it over to you. you Thank you. Okay, so guys, what, while we've finished now, so we've still got some time. And um, Manus is going to be up here to pray for people. If you're sick, come and receive healing. Come. If there's something specific that you're trusting God for, come. And, and we're going to just pray and minister to people. And for those who want to stay and participate, great. For those of you who want to go outside and have coffee and tea, great. But if you're needing prayer, this is your chance to come. God bless you. Have a beautiful day.